you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to break down. This is the greatest show, Backlash. Oh, man, is this going to be the greatest show? <laughs> oh, man, I, I I don't know, man, but they, they definitely got that song stuck in my head, man, every time. Oh, <laughs> like, man. Now, they do that promo for Backlash. This is the greatest show. <laughs> Like, really? Okay, quick question. Which one do you, I don't know, which one annoys you more? The, this is the greatest show, or the night that's too big for one night? You know what? I, I will have to go with this is the greatest show. <laughs> because even, even, with the, even with the add-on support from Joe saying, this, this could possibly be the greatest oh, ma- wrestling match ever. I was like, oh my god, they just use a promo script, and they yeah, damn it, they did. They used that yeah, over yeah. and over again. They just won't stop. They won't stop. No. It's funny. Also, for me, it's funny because the first time they did the promo for Edge and Orton, I was like, oh, this video is cool. You know, you know, you have Randy Orton's voice, you know, saying Edge, Orton, and they're going through it. And I hear the beat, and then the beat, the background, it's like, okay, this beat's pretty cool, you know, like it's getting me hyped up. And then it just busts straight into, this is the greatest show. And I'm like, oh, no, what they happened? They killed it. <laughs> what just happened? Why? And then that's all I can think of now. And I'm just like, no. In big letters, the greatest match. No, the greatest wrestling match ever. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what? Maybe this is a smart marketing way of to, to, pro- to promote backlash. Yeah, why? What well, makes us talking about it? I mean, I guess anything that gets us talking, yeah. Like that's that's there's no uh, such thing as bad publicity. I guess yeah. is the way you could look at it. But I don't know. And, okay, here's what I'll say. I feel like the wrestlers, specifically Edge and Randy, have been smart about it because oh, yeah. they have. They've been taking it like the WWE is the one that's marketing it like this. And it's adding pressure to Edge to live up to the hype. You know, and Edge is bringing that up like, yeah, he's he's terrified. He does not know, you know, how this is going to go. You know, and Randy's like, yeah, we're supposed to put on the greatest match ever. And I'm going to embarrass you because you are not in my league at all. You never were. And you damn sure are now, basically, is what he's saying. And... I think they they're doing a good job of turning what could be this corny, horrible setup, horrible overhyping of a matchup into like what it really is. Is a it's the WWE machine trying to sell an audience on what this could be, 
and it's it's just this these astronomical expectations that they're setting and you know it's just it's it's impossible to live up to that when you set it up that way so i'm like why would they do that but i'm glad that we have veterans like randy orton and edge most likely who have creative control over their characters and the reasons why they was able to put a spin on this and i'm glad they did because i was getting worried for a second i'm like how the hell can they just you know just say they're gonna have the greatest wrestling match ever before even having a wrestling match seriously (laughs) when tom said it the first time i was like why didn't he just say that and then you just keep hearing different people saying yeah this is gonna be the greatest match ever like what why is everyone saying this is going to be the greatest wrestling match ever? It automatically makes you want to knock it down a peg and say there's no way it's going to be that. As soon as you start saying it could be that, you know, it's like don't you? you it was just a bad setup, you know. But and like they said, end it with this is the greatest. And show. then they do that. It's like oh man, no, <laughs> like this is not going to be the greatest. Right. It doesn't help at all. Oh, man. And, yeah, you just have to keep hearing it because everywhere on Raw and SmackDown, even on NXT, they'll slip in some promos for it, too. You're just like, oh, my God. By the time this happens, man, this might be end up being the worst wrestling match ever, the way that they keep building this up. <laughs> oh, man, I won't go that far. Cause no, no. Two veterans, you know. I'm pretty sure they will, will have, give us a good match. But. but in terms of meeting expectations, this could be – this is – like the most overhyped matchup. It is. And it in respect to where the hype is, I don't think there's a chance in hell that it meets that expectation anymore. You know, if anything, like we said, they're doing a brilliant job of making that part of the story that Edge is now feeling the pressure that's being put on him by yeah. everything, by Randy calling him out, by the WWE now marketing this matchup in this way. You know, and on Raw, Christian, you know, had that conversation with him saying, man, like, you know, just breaking him down, just just tough love, you know, telling him what he felt and what he thought about the situation. And and, that's a true friend right there. Yeah. He saw the lack of confidence and he says, this 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 isn't going to work. You know, you don't have a chance. This edge doesn't have a chance. If you go in there like this, you can't do it. But then he, you know, he talked about his mom, you know, who had who's passed away, you know, saying she's going to be there. I think you know, that was real emotions too, right there. When you yeah. see his mom and you oh, see his yeah. lip and lips quivering, I was like, "Oh yeah. man, that's that's got to be a real moment." That was quiver, real, bro. man. Yeah. His mom was li- she was there for him always. I saw, we, and we've seen the you seen the documentary. documentary. Him and yep. his mom was real oh, close, so yeah, yeah you, you understood that. Yeah. So right away, I was like, "Oh, this is real." Like this, this right here, that was those real emotion, real tears that he shed right there. So, you know, it, it was it was a really well done promo, and it made me kind of forgive the this is the greatest wrestling match ever marketing when they do it this way, when the wrestlers themselves, you know, t- choose to tell the story in the way that they are. You know, it's very real. It's very like, I cannot ma- match up to all these expectations, you know. So, you know, and I really appreciated that. So, yeah, kudos to Edge, to Randy, to Christian coming in at the, you know, at the tail end of the, the buildup for this, you know, for helping to, to, to make this, to salvage um, this match is just the anticipation that I have for this match. So, yeah, I'm, I'm back and forth with it. I did not like the, the buildup at first, but now I feel like, okay, I, I, I like where the wrestlers took it. Yeah, me too, because before that promo on Monday with Edge and Christian, <clears throat> excuse me, and I was thinking, like, oh, my God, here we go with the 
this is the greatest show. But then when when Edge was talking about, you know, I don't know if I could live up to, to this match, you know, all this pressure. I'm like, OK, that's smart. I like how he's taking that. So it, it was a good approach how Edge is taking it. Even Randy Orton, too. He said, all right, I'm going to put on I'm going to do my part. But, but you Psh, shit, I'm about to embarrass the hell out of you. You know, right. So I, I like how they're both putting a, a, a spin on it. And, uh, you know, even though they have all this unnecessary pressure. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think it's 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 going to be um, I, I like where they're at with it right now, you know, and I am interested in the matchup to see how they play this out further with Edge, just like where, where he's at emotionally with everything going on in his life right now, where Randy, how far Randy's going to go to try to embarrass him, to try to, you know, really destroy him in this wrestling matchup. Um, it'll, it'll be pretty interesting. And before we get into the backlash breakdown, let, let's, we're talking about Randy Orton. So let's go ahead and bring this up real quick because, you know, you sent me something, uh, you texted me about Randy and some things that he had been saying going back and forth with Tommaso Ciampa yeah. uh, regarding NXT and regarding uh, slapping of the leg or leg slap, uh, hashtag leg slap, whatever. So why don't you break down what, what you were sending me? Because, yeah, this was this is one we should talk about. OK, man. So what, what I send to my great co-host over here was a conversation between. Well, it didn't even start the conversation, I guess. What Randy put out there, uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I do, oh my God, great ad blocker, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I'm trying to pull it up, you get an ad block. So let's see if I get around this. This is, this is going to be weird. I'll just try to uh, summarize it real quick as I look for it. But he said something about the leg slap, you know, hey, this is, this is uh, great, something about the leg slap, but he didn't say any names. He didn't put any names out there about what he was watching about the NXT in your house. But a wrestler who took offense to that I, by the name of Tommaso Ciampa, he responded like, hey, you know, uh, what, what sometimes what I use to put my daughter to sleep is is Randy Orton matches, you know, some of the best night quill of all time. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and, and I was like, oh, wow. So and Randy Orton responded with, let me see if I if I got it now. I think I have the chain here. So basically, Orton okay. Orton wrote, uh, "Her WWE NXT takeover in your house is great. Slapping my leg for you guys, sincerely." sincerely. Hashtag leg slap. Champa fired back. My daughter has been having trouble sleeping. Luckily, I found a remedy. Randy Orton matches better than Nyquil. Sincerely. Hashtag an entire locker room who busted their asses. Then Orton tweeted later on that afternoon, looks like I hurt the feelings of the self-appointed locker room leader of a wrestling school. Let me know what time hashtag leg slap class starts so I can take my game to the next level. Um, Then Orton's wife uh, took to Twitter and she said, what did she say? Randy Orton isn't the same. Randy Orton isn't the same guy who took credit for all those great matches that he didn't put together. Um, Yeah, there was, I don't know. It's just a lot of back and forth. Um, but I don't think Randy Orton wife needed to step in. That was completely unnecessary. Yeah, just yeah. That that she should. I mean, I don't know. Like, to each their own. They can you know everyone's free to to say what they want basically. But you know, I, I I'm on Team Champa on this one. Mm-hmm. Like the the whole thing about Champa being the head of a wrestling school, like calling NXT a wrestling school. Yeah. Like, dude, 
that wrestling school is killing your show. It's killing Raw. It's killing SmackDown. So what does that say about you guys if a, a quote-unquote wrestling school is schooling Raw and SmackDown, the quote-unquote main roster, to the point where those guys at that wrestling school don't even want to go to the main roster anymore. The only reason they want to go there is really because of money, because it would get paid more money you know, by going up to Raw or SmackDown, but it's not because they believe that they're their their you know legacies and their careers are going to go to the next level because as we've seen when people go from NXT to Raw or SmackDown things don't end up all that well for all of them for most of them um, and it's guys who you've seen guys and girls who you've seen be really talented and really over on NXT and then they just turn into nut- like EC3 for instance oh EC- my God. EC3 was a joke on Raw but when you saw him on NXT the crowd was chanting for him they were behind him they were ready Bobby Roode you know the glorious chance that just everything about him he was NXT champion and where is he now you know Shinsuke Nick Nakamura glorious chant was so over too man yeah. glorious on glorious I remember I used to put my hands in the air all the time and I, I don't even do that anymore nope nope who does that they just have a way of just killing the things that we love from NXT and on Raw and SmackDown. It just, it just, they just don't use it. It's not because it's not over. It's because they decide not to use it. They decide, hey, you know what? Let's try something different than what got you over. And it's like, why? 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 If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, you know, for I, I thought Randy Orton's comments were just, just out of line there. I just, I just really did. Yeah, man, that's your boy, bro. That's your man. <laughs> your man's. <laughs> hey, I mean, look, that Randy is still, you know, as far as my favorites go, he's still my favorite post-Attitude Era wrestler. The Rock is still my favorite wrestler. R- Rock and Austin, like, one and one A for me. And then it's Randy Orton. Um, but, yeah, I can I can say with, a, you know, with a clear conscience when I feel like he's wrong when I disagree. And here, it, it couldn't be more clear to me that he's wrong. Just NXT has been the best thing going in wrestling, followed by AEW. And then we can start to talk about Raw, maybe. If you don't want to, you know, if you're not one that watches New Japan or ROH or some of these other companies, you know. So it, it's, it's it, it, he, you know, for him to say that and basically talking about all of NXT, like NXT TakeOver in your house and throwing them all in the, under the bus. Sound like he was hating, though. Maybe because they on all of a them, great right. show on TakeOver. And, you know, with, with the WWE pay-per-view, it's always up and down, up and down, yeah. up and down. You never know what you're going to get. It's a whole mixed bag. And it's just unnecessary. Like, you know, it's just it just felt just petty and there's filled of just some jealousy there. And yeah, like you said, just just hating on the fact that they put on another great show and they're on such a roll. Like every takeover, you know, you can just say, hey, it hasn't been bad. Not one takeover that I've seen. Not even this one. The one that was just, you know, uh, in uh, your house, in your house without the fans. Right. Still, they put on a great show. And, you know, WWE can't say that. Raw can't say that. SmackDown can't say that. They have missteps. And they've taken, they have a lot of NXT talent on their show. And still, it's it's just not helped. You know, like, it's just, it's it's more than that. It's more about, you know, the people booking and the creative overall that's, that's, that's hurting WWE's ability to put on the same great shows, as great of shows as NXT. It's just, it's just crazy. So, yeah. Randy, it fall back on this one. You know, Champa, kudos to you yep. for you hey, know, standing Randy up for the brand. Smoke, 
Tommaso yeah. gave him the smoke. Yeah, he, he doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. <laughs> he doesn't want that with them. Not, no, 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 not NXT. But uh, yeah, I just had to bring that up because this is, you know, this it just happened and we're talking about Randy Orton. And I'm like, you know what, let's, let's just get that in there so we can get our thoughts across on that. But we are here to break down Backlash, to give you our predictions for what's going to happen on this pay-per-view. So let's get right to it. What I did notice, too, is the AJ Styles-Daniel uh, Bryan matchup is not on this list that I have. Is it officially on Backlash or am I missing something? I don't know. I, I don't know if, if I got confused. If they put it back on TV now, that's or dumb. If they if did, they, if they did that, that's dumb. It, it would suck, man. I'd rather have a a pay per view worthy match with no commercial breaks, especially from these two top workers, bro. Yeah, man. Like, I hope that they just haven't because I'm looking at WWE's website for the preview for Backlash. And on here, they do not have the Intercontinental Championship matchup, which features two of the best wrestlers in the world. If you're talking about the greatest wrestling match ever, maybe, maybe... It should go to them. Well, maybe the reason why they're doing this, and this might be, a, a, I guess, a smart reason to do this. They're afraid that AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan might be a better wrestling match than the match they're calling the greatest wrestling match ever. It makes me wonder, would they tell them, like, hey, don't steal the show? If they're there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if they're there, yeah, that's right. You know, that's a good point, too. Maybe they took them off because because of that fact, because you got the, this is the greatest show, because of the greatest wrestling match ever, and you don't want Daniel Bryan and, uh, and AJ, and AJ Styles, Styles take over. Even if they tell them to half-ass it, I don't think these guys would. That would be they like, wouldn't. They wouldn't. dude, don't disrespect me like that. Don't, because he, <laughs> he probably piss off AJ, especially Daniel Bryan, too. That's I think it's hilarious. I think it's so funny that literally I mean because if I were to pick match of the night for this, it would have been that matchup. It would have been that matchup. So I think that is a that that makes sense as to the reason why they wouldn't want to put that there because they can foresee that match stealing the show and they don't want anything stealing the show. They didn't, um, I guess they didn't want that smoke as as well. <laughs> Crazy. All right. All right. Well, I mean, we we have one less matchup to to break down for this. Then, I mean, that's that sucks. I really wish we we had that on this show. But you know, they got to preserve the greatest match of all time, the greatest match ever, Edge versus Randy Orton. So yeah, that's that's that. But let's get down to the matches we do have: Apollo Cruz versus Andrade for the United States Championship. Who you got? I got Apollo Cruz, man. You know, uh, he's been on a roll. Uh, you know, shout out to him from get for getting United States Championship too. You know, and it's good too, man. For from my perspective, seeing a black man carry some championship too. You know, it's a great uh, image to see as well, man. Even my son, you know, he he noticed that as well. So I, I think that's great. Yeah, I'm going with Apollo Cruz as well. Um, you know, for me, you know, like you said, as a black man, but also too, Apollo Cruz, I think, is also Nigerian, if I'm not mistaken. So it's pretty cool seeing that as a as a Nigerian as well for me. Right. So that's really thing. cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I'm just really proud, really happy to see that happen for Apollo. Um, and then also too, just for him as a, as a person who just worked his ass off for so many years, and it felt like. You know, he was maybe one of the people that could get cut, you know, like because he wasn't on television for a while. And, you know, he was getting just 
just he was jobbing left and right to to different superstars. He just felt like he was just another guy. He was just a good hand, you know, for you know other guys to kind of get over. And to see him now finally get some time to shine, get a championship, get a little bit of a run here. Beating Andrade would mean so much at a pay-per-view. I don't care if it's the opening match. I don't care if it's pre-show. I just want him to get this win and to to be able to to help him establish himself and to raise his stock. And, I, and I'm enjoying seeing Apollo Crews as champion. I think he has a confidence about him right now that's just fun to watch. Too. You know, I yeah. love that smile he has. You know, don't stop smiling. It's very it resonates with yeah. with the WWE fans, man. Just showing how legitimate, how excited he is about being a champion too and a fighting champion. And then shout out to Paul Heyman because he is the biggest advocate who's been pushing Apollo Crews. That's awesome. You know, uh, in the background because I've been seeing the news how that was the reason why. He was able to get this push because he 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 was ba- basically Paul Ham- he has Paul Hammy in his corner and to present this to Vince McMahon. Yeah, and I think what's funny about this too is usually you know we'll talk about character and how like some guys they just need a character you know this guy's too bland this guy's too bland but I feel like with Apollo Cruz is interesting because he doesn't necessarily have a very distinct you know, character, like, you know, this gimmick, I should say. He doesn't have, like, a, you know, a, a dead man gimmick or, you know, the badass gimmick or, you know, one of these other things. But him, the genuineness that I feel from Apollo Crews, there's something about that that just kind of works. Like, it, I don't want him to feel like he needs to force a gimmick or to force an unnatural character. I think the way he is right now, that could just be his thing and it could just work for him. I think the story that, you know, he's had, you know, in WWE, like we just like I was just detailing that he just kind of felt like he was on his way out. And then he, you know, busted his ass and he's still there and he's just a good overall good all around guy. You know, I think that that for me with him specifically is enough, you know, and then you add on to that. He's just such a great wrestler. He can do everything. He's strong. He's he's agile. He can pull cruiserweight moves. He can pull power moves like it's just, it's just, it just works. Like for him, I think every once in a while you get a, a wrestler that they can just be themselves and just be like a good person, and it's enough for their character. So, and I think he fits that. So that that's that's pretty cool to see for him to just be like, all right, I'm just gonna be myself and you know keep working hard. And then Paul Heyman sees him for who he is and says, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna advocate for you and I want I'm gonna help you, you know, to get more TV time and to, to and to do better overall. So yeah, man, it's awesome. Yeah, man, it's it was very when we saw the United States Championship and they did the title switch. I was I was excited. I was like, man, I'm yeah. I'm, excited and shocked that they pulled the trigger on it. So <laughs> yeah. That was cool, you know? Yep, yep. And then um, on the other side, so Andrade, <laughs> which this is really interesting uh, because we finally kind of got our... Yeah. Well, yeah, with Garza and Andrade, we finally got our wish where they got, they got beef now. So, you know, triple threat matchup, Kevin Owens, Garza, Andrade, to see who's going to be the United States champion. Or, or who's going to go against the United States champion, I should say, in Apollo Crews. And, yeah, they were working together, Andrade and Garza, you know, and Zelina Vega's on the outside, and they're working together. And then, little by little, you know, Andrade tries to go for a pin, and Garza, or no, it was the other way around. Garza went for the pin. Real quick. Yep, yep. And then Andrade was, you know, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? We're supposed to be working together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And so got a little bit rough outside. They were pushing each other, and then they, they shoved uh, Zelina out of the way without really noticing what they had done. And that was it. 
it just broke down from there. They were they were fighting each other during the matchup. Uh, Andrade kicked Garza off of Kevin Owens and took the pin. That's how they ended up getting the victory. And in the back, they they continued to argue with each other. Just you know, looked like they were about to come to blows. Zelina shows up and just points like, "Go there." And yes, both mom. of them shut up. <laughs> shut the hell up. And they they went where she wanted them to go. Like, yes. okay, yeah. Yes, All right. yes boss. Yeah. <laughs> right there. That's the queen right there. You better listen. Right. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, man. I mean, it's inevitable. We we called this from day one. You saw the that, tension. It was groomed. Yeah. <laughs> these two they're meant to fight each other. They're not right. meant to be on the same team. No, they're, no, they're no, meant no, to no. go at it. Yeah, Garza, he's just he's always on his own thing. And he and you could tell that too. It's been times that when Selena Vega comes in and try to speak for Garza, he's like, No, nah, I don't need you to talk for me. I got this. Step to the side, let me talk. Let me let, let me smit Charlie Caruso so I can, you know, let her know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do my thing. Right. You know, if you want to speak, go and speak for Andrade. He needs to speak, not me. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's it's it was so fun seeing them finally in the ring, just going to blows. I was like, oh, I need to see this matchup. I get what we're doing with the United States Championship, but this is your matchup right here. Mm-hmm. Andrade Garza one on one after Andrade loses to Apollo Crews. They need to pick this up and go right to these two feuding with each other. I think it would be great. Yeah, it will. It will. man. I, I can't wait for this. Yeah, man, it's going to be so awesome. So now let's get into the women's tag team title matchup. It's a triple threat matchup. We've got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, the former tag team champions, going against the new tag team champions in Bailey, who's now a, two, a double champ. She's a champ champ, Bailey, and Sasha she Banks. Called not Bailey, two belts. She, she don't want that. She don't want the same title as, as Becky. She's as fighting. Becky? Yeah, they call me Bailey Dose Belts. <laughs> that works. Okay. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah, I'll roll with that. <laughs> oh man! And those two teams have to tangle with the iconics. So we're gonna have that triple threat matchup going on. Who you got? Man, you know what? I, I'm a. Uh, I, I think I'll roll with the iconics. I don't think Sasha because because since Sasha is not good at, <laughs> you know, she doesn't have a good track record. Of defending the belt on pay-per-views so i gotta go with the flow i gotta go with the track record so if she's gonna lose it I, I gotta go with the iconics who's gonna pick up the win oh man man you had to go there with sasha she doesn't win at pay-per-views she doesn't win title defenses you're right you're not wrong you're you're right but damn just um i think that's more of the reason why i'm just gonna pick you know bailey and sasha because <laughs> i do not want to see sasha lose another title defense like this is just wrong she yeah, should not be in that yeah. situation that's so the story though man yeah yeah and also too i feel like when they lose these belts that'll that might be because you know the, the storyline has been brewing between bailey and sasha that they're gonna split um and i think when they when they lose that split will probably happen right then and there so but i think they're not done with them as a team and I kind of want to see them play this out for a little bit longer. Like, them just winning the titles, I'm like, oh, man, now let's see this, how this is going to play out. You know, and everyone's thinking, oh, they're going to split up. And now they're tag team champions. Like, oh, see, we told you, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm having fun with them. And shout out to, to to both of them, Sasha and Bailey, as their heel personas. But specifically, Bailey, she's really living into this heel persona now. I just Great I, work. She really grown in that heel role because I was shaky. I was like, man, I don't think this heel role is is working for Bailey. Yep, same, you same. know. But now uh, she she definitely found herself and, and found her groove now, man. I just love the celebration and both of them just being so excited with the belts. And Bailey was like having trouble picking up the belt. She's like, oh, they're too heavy, too much gold. It's just too heavy to pick this up. <laughs> I was just like, oh, man, I just lost it. It was just so funny. She's great. She's great. They're both doing an awesome job. But, yeah, man, I, I got I got Bailey and Sasha in this. I'm okay. taking them to, to retain. All right, man. Well, we split on this. Yep. So that's, yeah, we got Apollo Crews. We saw that the same way, but this one, yeah, yeah, we're, we're split on this one. But you know what? There was a part of me that was thinking, you know, the Iconics, it does make sense, especially even with their story. Like, they had, I, I won't even say they had issues with each other, but they were feeling very emotional after their loss. And, you know, they, they not came to blows, but what was it? Peyton Royce uh, yes. got slapped in the face. Yeah, yeah, by Billy. Yeah. Hey, Billy Kay slapped her. Slapped her, right, right. And as soon as she was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And she apologized immediately. immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Like, as like, soon as yeah. she slapped, she was like, oh my God, I just snapped. I didn't mean to. Yep, I was like, yep, okay, yep. okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. You no, know, sisters are going to fight. It happens. It, it'll happen. It'll happen, you know. And, and But that, it, it kind of goes with your pick that, okay, after something like that, and then they're bouncing back. And then, you know, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross just lost the belts. I don't think they'll get the belts back. And with Sasha's history, you know, it kind of makes sense that the Iconics, that they would win it and be two-time champs. But, um, yeah, I'm going with Bailey and Sasha because I I just don't want that for Sasha. I really don't. So, yeah, man, let's keep it going with the predictions here, though. We've got Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus in kind of a grudge match that took a weird turn with this whole potential DUI thing. Um, what do you think about them using a real life, you know? I mean, it's 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 really dicey. And I think CM Punk uh, said something about this, too, where, you know, exploiting his real life issues is kind of a, you know, he, I don't think he was he was with them doing that. And I have to agree to to an extent that it's. You don't want to come off as you're trying to profit off of someone else's problems, real life problems. You know, he, he this is something he really dealt with and you highlighted in the video. And I think that was appropriate because you let him kind of talk about them. It's kind of documentary format. So that makes sense. But then you'd make it seem like, oh, he did it again. And the cops are there and he's getting arrested. It's like you're making him relive this. And he really fought hard to gain his sobriety. And I just. When it comes to that and the, and the guy's trying to change his life, there's got to be another storyline. There's got to be another thing that you can That's do with Jeff man, Hardy. Like, Why this? This seems low. This seems yeah. beneath uh, Jeff, man. Like, he doesn't need this, man. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was the wrong move. And then I've seen the response from Matt, from uh, Jeff Hardy's brother, Matt Hardy, and Reba, you know, on Twitter saying, like, man, I'm glad that, you know, I'm in, I'm in the AEW now. Yeah, because of you know the storyline, just you know that storyline was not the right move. Yeah, I feel and like right now before when him and what was it CM Punk, that whole when CM Punk had that whole uh, faction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what was it called? Something because he had I think he had Carlos, not Carlos, uh, Carl Anderson. No, yeah, Luke Gallows. Yeah. Luke Gallows. I'm sorry. When yeah, he Luke. was like almost like the Monday Night Messiah character, he's yeah. wearing a mask for a little bit. I yeah. remember. Yeah. Yes, and you know he was just talking about 
uh, Jeff Hardy's downfall and his history with his track record. And even even SCS, like Straight Edge Society. Yeah, what it was. Yep, you said it right, man. And I remember seeing that, and I'm like, man, this seemed a bit too far for me. Uh, But here they go again, you know, fast tracking year 2020, bringing, you know, like somewhat that same story again. Yeah, it feels lazy and and it kind of um, it it reeks of whoever's doing this story kind of, you know, might be the same person behind the whole, you know, the released superstar, you know, is going to fight for his job and and gain his job or whatever. Like it it, it rubs me the wrong way in that same kind of way. And I just it doesn't have to be this story. Like you can find other stories to tell. You don't have to be this lazy and just this grimy with it where you're using his real life problems to try to make a buck. That's what it feels like. And it just it just sucks. So, yeah, I feel like and I guess the only thing that that, you know, makes me want to not completely tear it to shreds is that, you know, Jeff Hardy, um, you know, the way that he's going about. Uh, telling the story from his own side like when he cut that promo you know i felt like his promo was heartfelt you know what he was saying about his family and his kids and not wanting to you know you know fall back down that that same uh, bad path that he was on you know I, i respected that and i felt his words there and i'm just like okay like as as shitty as this story feels it was cool that he got a moment to kind of speak to that and the journey that he's been on and the fact that he's been sober and the fact that when they took him to the quote unquote, you know, uh, to, to jail, or whatever, and they did the sobriety test, he was passing everything. He hadn't relapsed. You know, he was able to say that and clearly say, you know, to, to, to express that to everyone. Um, so that was the only kind of bright spot for me in that. But. It's still like, come on. And even Seamus' part, it's like, that's 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 rough, man. Throwing it at him and saying, you know, you're blaming everybody but yourself. And I'm like, ah, ah, this just, come on, man. Like, just, just, I wish they would have just been like, you know, he would have just said, yeah, it was him that did it, you know, and then we could just move on from that versus still trying to make it seem like, oh, no, Jeff was, you know, drunk and he actually did do it. And to try to make it like a question mark, like we have to, consider the fact that maybe jeff actually did relapse again like just just take you know the credit for you know tricking everybody and pulling the wool over everyone's eyes and trying to make everyone think that that happened but it really didn't you were behind it because you hate jeff hardy and that's it and then let's just move on and forget the story it's been as simple as that like you yeah. know you could have said like why are you getting all this time on tv it should be me right. you know exactly like, that's the reason why I did that, and then move right. on. Not say like you can't take responsibility for your own actions again. Here we go again. Like no, yeah, yeah. So, but um, we have the matchup coming up. You know, we're I guess prediction wise for me, I'm saying Jeff Hardy. I, there's no part of me that can say Sheamus in this, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they have Sheamus win this match to continue this on and make this a longer feud. Um, but. I don't know. Just where where I'm at right now, I'm just I'm rooting for Jeff. I'm wanting to see Jeff win and just end the storyline. But you know, I can see this going in either way. I don't have a strong read on where the WWE is with this because I would not be surprised if Sheamus wins this matchup and they continue the storyline. Yeah, I, but, I feel like yeah. a flip of a coin decision right here. It can go either way, Jeff or Sheamus. But I'll go with Jeff just based on you know how I feel about this story. Uh, so I'm I'm just gonna lean more heavy on Jeff Hardy side. Same, same. 
All right, let's move on from that one. Go on to the Raw Women's Championship matchup. We've got Asuka and Nia Jax. Who you got, man? I'm going to go back. Dude, of course, Asuka. Asuka will whoop the dog shit out of Nia. <laughs> she already been doing that, like, you know, by messing up with messing with Kyrie Sane. She's just be like, hold on. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ah. You know, her and stuff, like treating her like she's just lightweight, which is crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I, I definitely got Oscar, you know, uh, going over. And shout out to Oscar putting on an awesome match for Charlotte in that main event, bro. Did. 30 minutes, man. Bell to bell. Man. Man, hats off. Yeah, she's doing great work. She's again, she's for me the MVP of this whole quarantine era of Raw right now, man. Like she's been doing great work. Um, so just love what she's been doing. Um, yeah, I'm going with Asuka as well. Um, I don't see Asuka losing the belt right after she just won it. You know, Naya, you know, she like she, she has been just kind of I don't feel the size difference really. It's yeah. it's Asuka, anytime she sees her, she's kicking her in the head, she's punching her in the face and it's knocking her down, you know. So intimidating Asuka right now. That's at not all. at all. Right. <laughs> This seems more like a setup for Asuka versus Charlotte, you know, for the Raw Championship down the road. Seems like they're setting that up more so than me taking Nia seriously and thinking Nia might have a chance to beat Asuka in this matchup. I, I don't feel that. You know, Asuka and Charlotte seems to be like that next big matchup that they're that they're building up. Let me ask you something real quick about Nia Jax. What do you, what do you think of her having a history of injuring uh, her opponents? You know, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. When she was going against Kyrie Sane, it was a spot outside the ring, and she kind of, you know how you go into the steel steps, but she actually legitimately threw her into the steel steps, and she cut her, and uh, Kyrie Sane had a cut right above her head. Yeah, um, I mean it's unfortunate, and I don't want to label anybody unsafe necessarily. You know, like Seth sometimes gets that moniker as well. Um, you know, I think this is a it's a tough business, and those injuries happen. And, you know, sometimes it just it happens more so with some wrestlers than others. Um, I think but I don't want to with Nia now, you know, because I, I believe because of her, I don't want to put blame. But because of her, though, of that buckle bomb incident, it's been banned now. No more buckle bomb because of the incident with her and Kyrie Singh. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that it, it's it's again, I don't want to label her. You know, like uh, someone who's unsafe for other wrestlers to work with, you know, all based off of that, you know, I feel like she's she it, it sucks that it happened. And, you know, could she be more controlled or take more care in how she's throwing people around and understanding her actual power a little bit better? Um, yeah, I could, you, maybe maybe that's that'd be the case. But I don't think she's doing it on purpose. I don't think she's maliciously oh. trying to hurt anybody. So that's where I can kind of cut her a break and say, you know what? It sucks that it happened, but, you know, I'm not going to say, hey, Naya, like you should be suspended or fined or punished in any way. Like it just it sucks. It sucks. But she, totally she didn't mean that. To so. clean it up because it's been, you know, it seems like to me it's been, you know, back to back weeks that you're injuring your opponents, but just clean it up, you know. You're, you're being unsafe, and I don't want to hear. I'm already hearing the rumors of, of certain WWE wrestlers who's voicing their opinion or having backlash uh, against Nia, and I don't want to hear that, man. I don't want to hear you know the, you know the disagreements in the the locker room of the WWE. I mean, I think I'm sure she feels terrible about it that yeah. you know people are getting hurt, you know, and you know after the snapping, man, right? Yeah, like Owen Hart and Stone Cold. Remember, he right. got his neck snapped. 
Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, with uh, with Paige, Sasha was the last person uh, to to be in the ring with her, and she kicked her in the back. I think it was, and that was the last. That was the spot that all of a sudden, you know, Paige just could not like you. Anyone that saw the video saw like Paige was just. It looked awful. You know what happened to her afterwards, and you're just thinking like, wow, how did that happen? Off of that, it's such a routine thing. And um, you know, I think these things just happen. Unfortunately, it's 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 very physical what they do. Uh, it's amazing sometimes the things people get hurt off of, and then you see other spots. You're like, no one got hurt on that. Like you know, it's just it's it's crazy. They take a lot of risks. It sucks. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I know or I, I feel I don't know Naya. You know, obviously, but I, I feel like seeing her. You know, in some of these behind the scenes things, uh, I've seen her on Total Divas before. You know, in her personality, I feel like she's not. She would be feeling awful about what happened, and um, you know, it sucks that maybe people are feeling a certain type of way about her. Hold on, hold on back up. You watch Total Divas? No, I've seen her on Total Divas before. Okay, like okay. in terms of watching Total Divas on the regular, no. <laughs> but I've seen her on Total Divas before. Um, I'm trying to remember because I I feel like this has happened. And there was an episode where they actually talked, where she talked about this with someone else. Maybe it was like with Becky. I'm not sure if um, on Total Divas. I think so. I think so. I feel like there was an episode where she was like, you know, oh, I, I don't want this to be something I'm known for or whatever because of when she broke uh, uh, Becky's nose. I feel like that was on an episode. I, now I kind of do want to watch Total Divas just to see if I'm right. <laughs> no, because maybe it was like in a promo for it or something. Yeah. They showed it in the trailer, and I was just like, oh, wow. Like, that's, you know, because I'll say the first season I did check it out because I'm like, oh, wrestlers behind the scenes. Let me see. You know, and John Cena was on there, you know, and then Daniel Bryan was on there. I'm like, okay, cool. And I could see the just their lives behind the scenes, but it's too much of a soap opera. Right? Yeah, it was. I, I Like I you know, I, it piqued my interest. You know, hey, oh, okay, behind the scenes, but it instantly turned into – the you know the re- reality series just thing. the yeah the trash reality show where I'm you're like, just I'm like good, bro. i can't do all, all right I yeah they're not even wrestling anymore no. the bellas have their own thing I'm just oh, like, backstabbing ah. and all that this is what she said about you oh my god you know <laughs> i'm good bro give me a documentary on yep. their lives you know i'm cool with that yep. you know but yeah no no but like i said now i'm kind of curious if because i swear it was probably in a trailer or in a ad that they did real quick where Nia because Nia was on a couple of seasons of, of Total Divas and I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if that was on there you, we watch wrestling man they talk about it like hey the new season of Total Divas okay, there's okay. Uh, right, you know, this person I, 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 that I person season of, uh, of Total Divas <laughs> I'm pretty look I know that I remember she for sure was on one with um, Alexa was Alexa Bliss on there I think Alexa Bliss was on a season and it was it was naya and um who was else that carmela's been on there before um sonia deville thing was on there before they've rotated cast members and all that but yeah they advertise it all the time i mean on raw smackdown and yeah just everywhere pleasure show you know it's cool bro. <laughs> i would say it no i would hey i would say it i'd be like oh yeah i watched old divas i, I ain't got a problem saying that you know what I'm saying? But for me, it's it's more what was cool about it at first, like I said, is like that. I think that first season, it was uh, what Naomi and some of them. And you yeah. got to see like the Usos also. And like I said, uh, John Cena 
Daniel Bryan and you know and then the rest of the the the, the divas too you know you got to see the behind the scenes of Nikki and Bree and like before their matches and Nikki was the champion at that time too so that was pretty cool um you know Paige was on a season once before too like you know it's just I wish it was more like those WWE network documentaries that you would get yeah like where yeah where it's just like you know you get into the wrestling side of it but then they get into all the drama and the I just, I can't, I can't, you know, I just. The whole musical score of the drama when coming, <laughs> you know, all that scripted reality series, you know how they do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, if I, a guilty pleasure, I, I have no problem saying, like, hey man, I watch Supergirl, I watch all the CW shows. That's not a watch, guilty pleasure, a guilty pleasure, I'll admit this, all right? Some people, some people might say that, you know, about, about some of those shows. What about Vampire man, watch, What about Vampire Yeah, yeah, I would say that. See, vampire, I could pleasure. never. See, that's me. I can admit that. I watched all the seasons of Vampire Diaries. I admit it. Hey, it happens. It was a good show. I love the story. I'm a sucker for story. Or for a good love story, I should say. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. But for me, like, for me, it's like, if if there is, you know, comics involved, um, if there's wrestling involved, I'm going to give I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. I don't care what it is. I'm going to check it out. Um, but outside of that, you know, like vampires and werewolves and all that kind of stuff. Nah, nah, nah. Something about the supernatural I like. You know, supernatural powers. It's still involving somewhat of powers, which is cool. I like it. You know, and then you got the death of the love story between the, the two vampires and or the three the three vampires, just to say, you know. Yeah, see, you know, that, that's do. just hey, that's man, too I'm much. And it, and it kicked <laughs> off a spinoff show called The Originals. And I watched all of that too. That sounds worse. <laughs> Actually, it, it became better than the. Than the really? Yeah, it did. I'm like, oh, this show sucks now. And they're watching more of the originals, man. They're spinoff. And that was a better show. Yeah, see, no, I. Like I said, for me, it, it's the CW shows, the DC comic shows, yes. The 100, you know, I watched the that. Show, the, Vampire, the Vampire Diaries. But but I'm saying the comic ones are okay. the ones that I watch them all. Legends, Batwoman, yeah, you know, yeah. all of them. You know, watch those. Um, and and then the hundred, I think, is the other one that I will watch, and that's it for the most part. So yeah, yeah. It's funny how this just we went from a backlash prediction video to or podcast to CW guilty pleasure, <laughs> total divas. You know, but Nia Jax was on Total Diva, so that's the connection. So I'll, I'll justify it that way. But we both have Oscar winning this matchup and retaining. And I'm I'm saying I think Oscar versus Charlotte is the next uh, matchup to to do. So looking forward to seeing what they do there. All right, so let's get into the Blue Universal, I mean Universal Championship handicap match between oh man between Braun Strowman versus the Miz and John Morrison. Um, I mean, Braun Strowman's going to win this matchup. I don't, I don't see any way around this. You know, Miz and Morrison sharing the belt. I just or whatever cool. they're going to do. If, if it happened, which it would be cool, you know. It, you know, I got to give, you know, and I got to tip my hat to them too, man. They have great chemistry. They play, play off each other. Oh, they have amazing chemistry. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Even that little skit last fr- oh, was it last week on Friday? You know, just making sure Braun has a bad day, <laughs> which was, which was over the top stupidity but it was so hilarious though uh, it was it was it was it was it's weird it put me in a weird spot because i'm wanting to enjoy it but it was so juvenile i'm just like 
I don't know if this is good. You know, like their reactions were good, but the things that they were doing short of the, the end when they destroyed his car, I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Now, this ain't even a prank no more. This is just. I'm like, I'm like, come on, man, not the Grand National. Seriously. <laughs> I was like, do not touch that car. And then he put that golf club through it. I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, I think it's a bug right there. Oh, I think you're right, miss. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, this escalated quickly. Because the, the first prank, what? They messed with his... his, uh, his protein his, shake. Protein shake, that's what it was. I, I'm you surprised know? that Braun got pissed off. Like, he was about to erupt. I'm like, bro, it was just a protein shake. He was like... I'm like he takes that stuff seriously, man. He takes his health seriously. <laughs> you know? You can't mess with his with his, uh, with his system that he's got going on now. I, I get guess, it. Man, I guess not, man. It's, the protein is very important. Don't, don't mess with the man's protein shake. My God. Oh boy! But yeah, line, but that went sideways because it got Kayla Braxton. <laughs> I think they need to be more worried about Kayla Braxton. Yeah, than she was Strowman. She was. We don't know what what evil things she could be uh, down for after uh, that happened. Now, Kayla, she always she always have a smile on her face. Never gets too serious, but man, she dropped that immediately. And yep. then even Miz and, <laughs> and John just like, hold on, man, bro. I thought you were supposed to put it on the right side. You know, yeah. The right side, and then no, it was the other of, way. It was it was supposed to be the left. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was on the right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then he's like, "You said stage left." It's like stage oh, left. Left is left. <laughs> and then they, they put the spin on it. Well, it's like, well, they got a little bit on bronze pants, but yeah, they slapped. They did a high five. Yeah, they high fived. <laughs> oh uh, man, but yeah, they're getting destroyed. They're getting, yeah, destroyed. They're getting destroyed. No doubt. It's no just, doubt. There's no, no way. Yep. Braun all oh, the way. Man. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right, we've got Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Uh, MVP more than likely will be in Bobby Lashley's corner. Who you got? I got Drew, but, man, I've been digging this build, bro. Just this new Bobby Lashley with uh, with MVP. This is this is a good match. Bobby Lashley showing that intensity that I always wanted to see when he came back to the WWE. You know, he I seen it in impact when he was over here taking care of business, but it's like he get here and they just it's like a dumbed down version of, of it. And now it's like, oh no, nah, bump this. We're gonna unleash the Kraken. And you saw how what was it, uh not this past Monday, but the week before, uh he put Drew McIntyre in that full that full Nelson or the Chris Masters lock, you like to call that. Yeah, the master lock. Uh, yeah, the master lock. And I remember that move. And he, man, they went off the air like that, bro. I was like, no. <laughs> what if he's going to get out there? It was like he, he was struggling, uh, Drew McIntyre, right there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I got Drew all the way. But I've been, I, I got to say, man, Bobby's doing his thing now. Yeah, I, I, I have Drew 100%. Let me just say that first. Let me start there. I like, I have Drew winning the, the, the matchup, retaining the belt. Uh, the build, I feel kind of torn about this build too, because I feel like, you know, I'm not buying the build altogether just because it just seems like it shouldn't be happening for the championship yet. Like, I wish they would have taken their time with the MVP, Bobby Lashley, Lana story and had him, you know, building up without being a part of the title picture because I just don't believe he's going to be true. You know, I think that if they would have, you know, built him up first, you know, and had this going on for a while, and then he wins some kind of number one contendership, say in a month or two months from now, after they've established that MVP can get Bobby some success, 
can get him some real, some actual wins, then it would have been like, okay, maybe Bobby actually can be true. But because I, I just so clearly see Drew McIntyre retaining, I feel like the build has kind of missed the mark a little bit because they just kind of rushed into him going against Drew versus, you know, instead of having Bobby just having some feuds with somebody else first and then going against Drew. Just I wish they would have taken their time with it. So that's where I'm like, I hear what you're saying. And I think, you know, basically you're you're liking what they're doing for Bobby independently of of how yeah, that's. A, yeah. Uh, on Bobby Lashley's side because he, he's been when he was paired up with Leo Rush, he wasn't really doing anything. He would just show his ass, point to his ass, look at my ass and all of that. But now, it's, you know, now he got the long pants on, he dropped all that. Now it seems that he has his wife somewhat in the distance and he has MVP in his corner, which has been a great mouthpiece as well, I think. And shout out to MVP, man. I think he's been doing great how they've been utilizing his veteran skills on the mic. And uh, I don't think he needs to be in the ring, but on the mic, I agree with that. I need to see more or less less of him in the ring. More, I don't see the reason why he needs to be in a tag team with Bobby Lashley. That doesn't make sense. It should have been a match with just Bobby Lashley just, you know, showing him that he's getting ready for Drew McIntyre. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, um, you know, and I, I respect your, where you're coming from with that. You know, for me, it just, it just feels like I know it's coming. You know, it's cool, but I don't believe that as much as they're trying to build Bobby, I just don't believe it. They haven't made me believe that Bobby could be true. I mean, with him putting him in, in the master lock, like that was cool, but it just feels like, all right, we, we, we've maybe run out of ideas for who can go against Drew because of how we built him up. And so let's just throw Bobby at him. But I'm like, oh, you have an opportunity here with Bobby where I can, I can believe he'll beat anybody else, literally yeah. anybody else on yeah. the roster. Yeah. So just have MVP sell Bobby on the fact that he can get him success by having him go against somebody else first, having him get that victory at Backlash, and then carry that into, all right, you see what I did for you, Bobby? Now, let's go do that to Drew. And you're like, well, maybe, you know, maybe there's a chance, because now Drew, he's had the belt for a little bit. You, they can't, you, we can't be too mad if Drew loses. So now there's actually just a, there's a question whether or not Bobby, who it seems like they're, they're legitimately building now, could potentially beat Drew. That's what I, what I would consider a good build for the story. But for Bobby, I see what you're saying. So yeah, you think this is a one and done, or they will continue to feud after the the match at Backlash? It, it feels like a one and done. It feels like a one and done. I feel like it. It doesn't mean it's a one and done for say MVP team, teaming up with Bobby. I think that hopefully they continue that after he he loses this matchup. Um, but yeah, it doesn't feel like after this, Bobby's going to get another match unless this doesn't end. Like if there's some kind of DQ or some kind of ending like that, which I wouldn't be surprised. That, that is one thing I could see. I could see them trying to, to extend this past this one match by having Bobby be so intense that he gets himself disqualified or they wreck the set or something like that. Like just something happens. It's like a, a can out. You know. Yeah, exactly. Something like yeah, that. They, they both just so the intensity is so much. They're just outside the ring, destroying, wrecking each other. It's a, you know, count out. Yep, it's the WWE way. I mean, they're gonna. It they is. always find that weird way to just say, "Okay, we're not." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so if Drew doesn't just win cleanly, I could see something like that happening. Some kind of 
count out, DQ, something. Yeah, because I, honestly, I don't see this as a one and done, man, because the intensity these two dudes have for each other, it's like, oh, this got to be more than just the one match, you know, because uh, I love how towards the end of Rob this week, you know, uh, Drew McIntyre just yelled at, yelled at him. He was like, like, bring it, Bobby. Make sure you bring everything with you. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, bring that fight and continue it past this match as well, man. Maybe we go into uh, into the next pay-per-view and see what, what we can do with that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I, I'm leaning towards Drew beats him and, you know, we, we move on from this onto the next person. But um, if they do have some kind of DQ end or something like that, then, yeah, it would continue. And I think that could be cool, but I still wouldn't believe Bobby would beat him. So I'm like, well, why why extend it if it's still going to feel that way? Now we're just kind of we could have had another story. We could have had something else going on. But then you're just kind of belaboring the, the point that Drew's going to win. So, you know, unless you're going to really unless you're going to have Bobby win. I mean, that that's the way to really pay it off is to just, you know, have at the end of the story, Bobby ends up beating Drew. And then it's like, oh, OK, you know, like. Like besides besides Brock, who else can give Drew true competition? The way they've built him, man, nobody. That's what I'm saying. Like, if Bobby was facing anybody else, well, I'd yeah. be like, yeah, he could beat him, you know. And so for Drew too, it's like, yeah, there's there's no one. They, they've, I mean, I guess Seth to a point, you know, is still a guy that I would say I could see Seth winning. I could see Seth beating him. Um, yeah, with the faction now, yeah. Right, right. Well, even even just the way that that. That Seth, I mean, Seth has that cachet. Like, there's there's two people that have beaten Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. It's Drew and it's Seth. Like that's and Seth has multiple wins against Drew. So it, it I can believe Seth finding a way to beat Drew. Bobby, even with MVP, no, I just I I just can't see it. They haven't sold me on that yet. So yeah, now, I think that's a good point because like you know when I was picking, I'm like I love the build, but I already know Drew is winning. Uh, so I could see the other side of, of a long-term bill to put that doubt and not make it so predictable that, all right, this can go actually go either way. But this can't go either way. I, I see Drew all the way. This is Drew epic freaking McIntyre. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. All right, well, what probably – I mean, if they're, the way they're building this, it would have to be the main event. Yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and say – <laughs> the greatest wrestling match ever will be the main event of Backlash. Edge Orton, the wrestling match. Who you got? Edge. I'm, I'm gonna go with Edge. Reasons why? Because if if you think about it this way, if Edge was to lose, that would just snuff any momentum that he has, and then that would actually prove a point too of Randy Orton saying that man, you. You're not on my level, bro. <laughs> you know, and I don't even know where Edge can go from here. You know, maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he could put a twist on it. And maybe he could, could get some momentum back. But since he's on a limited contract, not a limited contract, but he's on a, uh, you know, part-time wrestler, I have to go with him. And I, and I know that in the background, I have to, I'm, and I'm using that with my decision as well to go with Edge. Yeah, I'm going with Edge as well. Um, I just feel like the way the, the way they're telling the story, you know, with Randy Orton talking about he's going to embarrass him, and with Edge, you know, being like, I don't know if I can do this. Like he's he's coming in as the as the underdog, 
And like he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have so he only has so many matches that he's going to be able to do under this contract. Mm-hmm. That was a great point. Um, it's just it just feels like they're they're this is Edge's story, and Randy doesn't gain anything really by beating Edge. He doesn't lose anything by losing the Edge. It just makes sense to have Edge, you know, overcome his own doubts and find a way to win in a wrestling match and finally silence Randy and maybe finally gain some respect back from Randy so he can, you know, first it was, oh, you know, I'm I, I'm protecting you from yourself because you're addicted to being Edge and, you know, you're, you're away from your kids, away from your wife. Like, I'm actually doing you a favor. Now, you know, it's the whole, okay, you beat me in that match, but did you really prove that you're back? Now I'm trying to prove that you're not back. And so this will prove that he's back. Um, it just makes sense that Edge would win and, and prove all of those things, prove that he's back, prove that he, he still got it. Um, yeah, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. I would say Edge. Uh, Randy, yeah, if Randy won, that would be crazy. I don't know where they go from there, really, yeah. if, if they have Randy win. Head scratcher. Yeah, I would. I would really be like, huh? What? Randy won. Right. Are we gonna do this again? Is there gonna be another wrestling match so right. Edge can make up for this? Like, I mean, I'm always joking. Possibly could be the greatest wrestling match again. Again, <laughs> the second greatest wrestling match ever will happen. <laughs> no, I, Edge. Edge all the way. Edge. Edge is gonna win this matchup. Um, yeah, it'll be. I mean, you gotta think it's gonna be one of those like 25 to 30 minute matches. Um, you know, they're gonna let them really just go. I would feel, but yeah, it'll be it'll be a a very good match. Well, I don't know um, because you know with this whole coronavirus and and Vincent Man said he's gonna. They are shortening the pay per views. Will they give Edge and Randy Orton that time? Twenty twenty five minutes. I think so. They I th- they think they have to. Are you gonna say this is the greatest wrestling match ever, and then it's gonna be fifteen minutes? Hey, like I just don't. I can. See I don't that. see that. I can see that. From Vince McMahon's eyes, I can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nah, I just because if that happens, in all honesty, Edge, Edge, I don't see Edge beating Randy Orton in fifteen minutes. If that happens, I think Randy's going to win. If it's short, then they're going with the whole idea that yeah, I know Edge is not back, and Randy just beats him. You know, like that's the only thing, and then they want to continue and drag this out even longer and have some kind of other stipulation for Randy versus Edge. But, but to have it under 20 minutes, the way you've been building it, and for Edge to win, I think you just let him go. You let him go for another classic-style 25-minute-type matchup. I, that, I feel like, is the only way. You know, did he say this before or after WrestleMania? Ooh, that's a good question. Because their Mania matchup went, like, what, 30-plus? Ooh, I think 40. Right. But that was a different type of style of match, though. That wasn't in the ring. That was just a brawl, which is different. That makes sense why I would go that long. You're fighting all over the damn performance center. But you said because of the coronavirus, right? So they, they don't want them to be... He doesn't want them to have these long matches because... Of well, not the, the, not the long... The shorting the pay-per-views. Oh, the pay-per-view in general, right. right. No, I... Yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, I kind of get that, but that matchup in itself, what they may do is everything else is going to be 10, 13, 14 minutes, and then that matchup is going to go long. 
Like, I, I just don't see any way that that matchup... Does. We, I mean, we just had Asuka and Charlotte go, you know, the distance, basically, on that, in that matchup. So, I feel like Edge and Orton, yeah, it, it's it's going to go, you know, 20-plus for sure. I'm going with, like, 25 minutes, man. They're just going to let them go. Five minutes. I'm, I'm going to go with 15 to 20. <laughs> man, all right, all right. We'll come back to that. That's a nice little side prediction, you know, to have there for this. Um you Should know, we do an honorable mention just in case they'll throw that match in there? The AJ, AJ Daniel Bryan one? Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that. We should, just in case that's on there, because it, it just feels like it's just terrible that it's not on there. Right. I, yeah. But, All know, right. Well, it's because you're like, man, these guys are going to steal the freaking show. Take them off. <laughs> Take them off now, damn it. <laughs> Tell them to cut it right now. Tell them to right. cut it. Tell them to stop. Shut it down. Shut it down now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, honorable mention, which if it does happen, then this right here will probably be a better matchup than Edge Orton. I'll say it right now. I would say that this match will be better. Um, So, yeah, man, who you got? AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan? You know what? So, hats off to these wrestlers with their promos, with their different perspectives of Intercontinental Champion. I agree with both visions. 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 I agree with AJ Styles' vision. I agree. I agree with Daniel Bryan. Vine. Handouts versus opportunity. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and since AJ Styles is my ultimate favorite, you know, active wrestler. Well, Adam Cole he took over, but one B. <laughs> AJ Styles one B. Uh, I got. I got to lean with AJ Styles. You know, I, I'll, I'll go with AJ. He never had the IC belt, so that's that's the belt that eluded him. You know, he, he had the United States, had the WWE, uh, so I think that's the one title belt that he can he can get, man. And I hope that uh, hope that I, I hope they do put this match on here because I know it's pre-recorded. Maybe they did had an awesome match and finished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, oh shit, no hell. <laughs> Hell no! Take it off! Take it off! What was that? What was that? (laughs) Who told them to have a five star match on the same card as the greatest match of all time? Over this freaking talking about the greatest wrestling match for for Randy Orton Edge. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Wow. That is a good point. I I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. That would be hilarious. It's pre-taped and Vince in the room sitting there and being like, hell no. <laughs> Take this off the car right now. What are you doing? Like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's good. Sense, man. that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Well, um, on my side, I, I'm going with Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan takes it. His vision, I'm more in support of that vision than AJ's. Although AJ did make a great point about just giving a, a handout to, to just about anybody. Like, I want people to earn it. I want people to earn their opportunities. And yeah, that makes sense. But also, too, I mean, Daniel Bryan, like, it just fits his personality. It fits the way he is. And, you know, the the whole Jugu, which that's another thing, too. So, Drew Gulak, wasn't he one of the guys that got released? No, no, he, he wasn't. I swear he had gotten released. I swear that right, it was like, uh, they he had a matchup. I think the first match in the tournament um, was Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak, right? And then right after that, I think they announced that he was being released. It wasn't, he wasn't a part of the main group that got released, but 
he got released after that. And then there was a, there, there was you know stuff on social media about it, you know, and people wishing well and all this. Oh, wow. But then, yeah, and then, uh, but then I saw him there, and I'm just like, wait, wait a minute. And even when AJ was mentioning Drew Gulak, because I hadn't seen Drew Gulak in a while on TV, and when he was mentioning, I'm like, why is he mentioning Drew Gulak like this? Like, this is kind of wrong. And then he's like, I saw you back there, Drew Gulak, and I'm like, wait, what? Is he about to come out here right now and have a match? And sure enough, he came out. I'm like, what is happening? Drew Gulak is back or what? What's, because sounds man with the most ultimate greatest move ever. <laughs> hey man, those roll ups, man. I'm telling you, you got they got to work on the cores over there. Core game, bro. Seriously, core game. <laughs> because even for um, for um, AEW's last uh, pay per view, the the um, for the the casino chip match or whatever that they did when you were talking about the wild the the not the wild card the joker i thought it was going to be him i thought it was gonna be drew gulak and there were rumors that it, it was Ooh. potentially like other people were thinking the same thing that it was going to okay. be him so yeah man he was as far as i know he was gone um and now he's back and when he said opportunity i'm like are they doing the same thing they did with drake maverick where like if he wins this then that'll mean something for him to be able to get resigned or whatever and then he won and i'm like I, now I'm confused, so I gotta look into it and see. But yeah, I, I would do. I'm gonna do my research on that because I, I surprised I didn't hear about that rumor of Drew Gulak being released. Yep, yep, yeah, man. There, there were there was rumors, or, you know, or maybe it was just people wishful thinking, people hoping that he was going to AEW after that happened because it got announced. And yeah, yep. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Daniel Bryan's vision. I just feel like that's what I kind of want to see happen with the Intercontinental Championship more. So, you know, just having uh, Daniel defended against everybody on the roster. Uh, a lot of, a lot like what they're doing with the TNT Championship over on uh, AEW. You know, just everybody from veterans to new new wrestlers. You know, maybe an NXT wrestler shows up here and there. Maybe Daniel Bryan goes to NXT and defends it in NXT or something like that. Um, it, it's just, it, I feel like that's, that whole open challenge concept is just really fun. Um, AJ Styles point noted, you know, like having people earn it, it makes sense, you know, and I, I respect that as well. But um, I just like the idea, though, of, of Daniel. I could see Daniel doing exactly what he's saying and truly believing what he's saying that, yeah, he wants everybody to have an opportunity because you never know, you know, and, and AJ wrote off Drew Gulak and Drew Gulak beat him, you know, and he looked great doing it. So, um, did, did. you know, <laughs> I could just see it. I could just see, um, you know, Daniel winning and actually doing that week in and week out. And I think it'd be fun. And the passion that he spoke with, I think if, if, you know, you just look at the, the passion from both wrestlers, I feel like Daniel kind of won out a little bit with the, the extra, uh, a, bit of passion that he had with his words versus AJ Styles was kind of like, you know, he believed in what he was saying, but you know, he, he, he just kind of couldn't match to me the passion that Daniel Bryan spoke about. Daniel Bryan said it with more heart. Yeah. Yeah. He did. You saw the vision and it made me think with like, was this WWE response to what Cody was doing? I think two weeks before the week before when he said what he was going to do with the TNT uh, championship Maybe. of defending it, you know, every week, and then here you go. Like the following week, Daniel Bryan's mission about his vision of the IC championship belt of what he's going to do. Yep, it, it very well could be. It very well could be. That's a great point. You know, I could see that for sure. Um, 
Yeah. AJ too was was funny though with his, you know, he was calling Daniel an idiot for not taking that buy. Yeah. You know, like that was like, look, I I did what was smart. Like, let's not get it twisted. I did what I thought was smart. Daniel was an idiot for not taking it. Sure, you won, but it could have very well been Sheamus if J- Jeff Hardy didn't show up. Yeah, could have went it the wrong be, way. Yep, yep. So I'm like, yeah, he's kind of right. So, right. you know, I can't totally, you know. Man, almost Sheamus almost had your number if Jeff didn't really <laughs> come out there. He's getting ready to bro kick the shit out of you, bro. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so, you know, kudos to AJ Styles for just... Yeah. You know, being real about it and just saying what he said, you know. But, yeah, Dan- Daniel Bryan's vision of it, that's what I want. And, yeah, I, just, I see him winning this matchup, so I'm going Daniel. Yeah, man. So, be, be, I'm going to go with, you know, AJ Styles. I, I like how you're saying, you know, he, he, everybody should earn the opportunity, which I'm cool with that. But I'm also excited about what Daniel could bring of seeing these new faces. Maybe we have, like, a Keith Lee with just surprise or Tommaso, anybody, you know, even – even Damian Priest, you know, might show up. <laughs> yeah, he might. He might. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I got a new respect for Damian Priest, but, you know, I'll save that for, for the next episode. Oh, my God. We'll get into that here when we talk about NXT in a little bit. That'll be interesting. But, yeah, man, that's all the matches on Backlash. So, any final thoughts overall on this card? Oh, man, it looks like it's going to be a mixed bag of a, of a card, but I, I believe that we're going to see some strong performances definitely uh maybe we will have the greatest wrestling match <laughs> ever i don't know man you know it, they they could shock me and like you know what that was the greatest wrestling match oh ever. man i don't know man i don't know but we'll, we'll zero see percent chance do. for me zero percent chance zero percent chance all right so let's put a percentage man. there how close can they get to being the greatest wrestling match ever just saying that this will be the greatest match ever already makes it zero percent. It just, it just automatically already. You're disqualified. You know, nope. I don't care what, because now it's just you're man. You're trying to manufacture the greatest match of all time, and yeah. it just no. You don't. It, you it, know it what? Work it like sucks that. because now you're going to have that back of your head, back exactly. in your mind. Like as they're performing, yep. like is this really the good? Look at what right. they're doing. This ain't the greatest wrestling match. Right. What's it? You know, you're just critiquing everything now. Yeah. So I think that was the mess up right there. Like you know, let the fans decide if it's going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. You know, you got to do that and then put the background music with it. You know, this is the greatest show. You know, we didn't need that. You know, right. you no. Know, but once again, Vince Man with the whole overproduction of it. Yeah. So uh, here we are. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, overall for me, I feel like, um, you know, this will be an, an entertaining card for sure. Um, it, from top to bottom, there are wrestlers that I'm rooting for, that I'm a fan of, that I'm going to enjoy watching. I mean, seeing Asuka as Raw Women's Champion defending against Nia Jax, it's going to be fun to see her uh, competing and winning and beating Nia because I'm fully expecting that to happen. Um, Braun versus Miz and Morrison. It's, it's a goofy matchup, but I think it'll be a fun matchup overall. Um, yeah, just all top to bottom. Bailey and Sasha, seeing Sasha potentially finally winning a defense at a pay-per-view. That'll be cool. Uh, Ain't gonna happen. Oh, man. Please <laughs> let it happen. Please. Uh, Apollo Crews, you know, uh, having his first title defense, United States Championship matchup, and potentially winning. That's cool. Loki, um, that could be matching tonight. I think, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it will be, to be honest with you. Looking at this whole card, I feel like that has the, like, match of the night, show stealer of the night vibes to it. Um, I think either that, maybe, hmm, 
gosh, outside of that, it's tough to see any of these other ones really stealing the show. Um, I guess the the women's triple threat tag match because of the how many people you have there, it could be fast paced and really cool. So you know, given what we have here, I, I feel like this story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the rest of them, yeah, it's it's Edge and Orton would have been the pick if they wouldn't have been calling this the greatest match ever. And like you said, it's just in your head now. So, you know, I'm just going to nitpick the hell out of that. But um, it, it'll be like I said, these these two veterans have done a great job of taking something that just felt so forced and, and just, you know, just an overhyping of this matchup and turned it and, and actually used that to tell the story to say, hey. Edge is almost overwhelmed by everything that's happening right now. Yeah. You know, and he's fighting through that. Like, I like that. I like that because that feels real. Like, yeah, man, what the hell? WWE calling this the greatest wrestling match ever? You know, and this will be my second actual match. First wrestling match since coming back from this injury. that And I was gone for nine years. And I'm supposed to be able to keep up with Randy Orton, who's been doing this. Since I got hurt, he's been wrestling the whole time. And he's firing on all cylinders. And you want me to join with him and give you the greatest match ever wow thanks a lot <laughs> thanks for all that pressure so you know shout out to both of those guys for for telling a great story as we're leading up to that so yeah i think it'll be fun um all right so that is gonna do it but before we go Devin, tell the people where they can hear us yes sir so all the time you could definitely check us out on facebook follow us on instagram you know like follow us subscribe also we have a twitter page as well that is clark underscore wrestling you know we uh you can follow us up on there hit the follow button keeping in touch with us hit us in the dms and you can always listen to us on the most popular podcast apps that you have we got an iphone apple Podcasts, you got a android phone google Podcasts, we got spotify as well we're on a lot of platforms now so whatever your favorite platform is most likely we're on there just search for clark street wrestling like i said we got a big old library over 100 episodes of uh good stuff right there And with that said, that is going to do it for our breakdown, our predictions of Backlash, a.k.a. This is the greatest show. (laughs) So for Devin, I'm Hafiz. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. This is the greatest show. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.